We're the Satellite Sisters. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz, Leon, and Julie. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to your the best encore interviews from the Satellite Sisters. Baseball legend Cal Ripken Jr. Cal, thanks for being back today. Oh, you're quite welcome. Former heavyweight champion of the world, an Olympic gold medalist, George Foreman. I love this book. Thank you. He, of course, is the 1968 Olympic gold medalist. Peggy Fleming, thank you for being on Satellite oh, Sisters. You're welcome. Welcome to your the best encore. Encore interviews from the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our special series of interviews with some of our favorite guests from the past. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas. And Julie, today on our You're the Best Satellite Sisters Encore interviews, we talked to Commander Eileen Collins. Remember when we talked to her? Lynn, I, I, here's what I remember is that she is pretty much the exact opposite of us in everything <laughs> in terms of skills, physical stamina, level of achievement, risk level, you know, you name it. Uh, she, she was just amazing. She was, you know, she's a commander, Lynn. She was the first female commander of a space shuttle. She did also command, was the commander of the space shuttle Discovery. It was the first one that they ran after the Columbia disaster. She performed some new kinds of maneuvers in space. She has an amazing, you know, resume, super qualified. And for some reason, Julie, I start off the interview and what do I call her? I call her Eileen. Why did I not call her Commander Collins? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Well, you would have been kicked off the spaceship. No, no doubt. No I, doubt I, what did I do that for? We always like call people by the right title. Is it possible that she told me beforehand, oh, call me Eileen? What, what's wrong with me? I, I'd like to apologize. No, there's nothing wrong with you. I'd like to apologize right now to Commander Eileen Collins. I, I, I should have called you Commander, Commander, and I'm sorry about that. But she did give us some great insight on what it's like to be a working mother in the space program, what it's like to be in space, what the training was like. They went through sort of this extraordinary lengthy training. It, it was really fascinating to hear this interview again, um, just because space is so much in the news again now with uh, the discovery on right. Mars. I know. I think that there's a resurgence of that and just and that hopefully it will inspire more girls to consider this for their future, too, Lynn. I love listening back to this interview. All right. This is Commander Eileen Collins on the Satellite Sisters. You're the best on court interviews. This is a week of firsts for us at Satellite Sisters. So we wanted to talk to a series of women who are themselves first. And when the sisters got together to draw up the list, this woman was right at the top of the list. She might have been first on the list, Liz. Especially for me, Leon, because I've always aspired to the title Commander. That's right. <laughs> we have Commander Eileen Collins with us. Let me just run through some of her stats, because they're incredible. She was the first woman pilot of a space shuttle. She was also the first woman commander of the shuttle flight, the Columbia, and the Discovery this summer that was such a dramatic flight for everybody here on the ground and in the air. We're thrilled and honored to have Commander Eileen Collins with us on Satellite Sisters. Hi, Eileen. Hello. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me here. You know, I think this is officially our first commander on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also a mom, so that counts as being a commander, too. Yeah, That's you know, why we love you. Can I tell you, I, you are a hero to working mothers everywhere. Because, Eileen, I know when I go on a business trip, I can go to San Diego for 24 hours, and I have a list, <laughs> like, on my yellow pad, three pages long of instructions. How did you pull it off going to outer space? 
<laughs> well, it, it was hard to say goodbye to my family, but I did it. And I've got a great husband. He's very supportive. He did not work at all during the time I was in quarantine and during the time I was on the flight. And How long I have you in a, quarantine for before you go? I well, quarantine is seven days, but because we had some delays, we had a technical problem, so I spent three weeks in quarantine and then wow. two weeks on the mission. You know what? I think quarantine actually is a good idea for working mothers because I know yes. I always say reentry is very hard. I'll be on a business trip and then I walk through the front door. There's no quarantine period. I might have to institute that in my house, Eileen. Well, Eileen, the quarantine is very relaxing, that's for sure. Because quarantine for you is before you go, right? It, yes, it's before. It's a medical quarantine to keep you from catching anything so you're not sick on the mission. Oh, that's also a good idea. How many kids do you have, Eileen? I have a nine-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. You know, Eileen, this was a particularly harrowing mission. It was so emotional for everybody, I'm sure, for you and for all of us watching. How did you prepare your family for that? Well, it actually took many years. I would talk with my daughter about what we were doing on the flight and that it was very safe, and I talked at her level, and then for my son, it, it was more of a fun thing since he's four, and, you know, he was two and three during the times I prepared. We looked at models. We talked about where mommy sits and how exciting it is to launch into space, that and I so showed cool. my videos. That's so excellent. <laughs> yeah. I just have hard hat Harry goes to space videos. <laughs> they were pretty excited about it. Are you the mother that no one wants to compete with on, like, career night? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've got to admit, it it is pretty hard. You know, it's not just doing all the work and staying up late at night and making sure your house is in order as well but and not sleeping very much. But, you know, I spent some time away from my family, and that was hard. And now that the mission's over, I plan on spending more time with my kids, and I'm looking forward to that. Do your kids, do you have any contact with them when you're in space? Because I know Leanne, when she goes away on a business trip, she purposely doesn't call home because she does not want to know what chaos is reigning in her home. Well, that's a good point. We do have email, though, and the email gets synchronized about two or three times a day, so it's not instant. So about two or three times a day, we can get messages back and forth. But the interesting part is on one of the last days of the flight, we have a video conference with our family. And I was able to do flips and spin around and open up the M&M bag and float things around in front of my in front of my kids, kids and my dig husband. That. They loved it and I actually have a tape of it so it's something I can keep forever. It was really neat. Uh, once again at the family Christmas party, you win. You win best tape of the year. Talent show. Well, it's interesting. I have so many stories about space, but when I come home to talk to my family, they don't want to hear about what I did. They just want to tell me what happened down at the launch and what went wrong and you know, aunt here, aunt was here, uncle was there, and who wasn't getting along, and who had what problems. So I, they never want to know what I did, but I get to listen to all, you know, how stressful it was. It's like a wedding going down to watch a launch. <laughs> Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, uh, what I'm recommending. By yeah, the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken. 
pork that's raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones, and as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Our guest is Commander Eileen Collins. On our week of first, she obviously was the first female commander in, of a space shuttle mission. I'm just curious, do, do you leave your family those freeze-dried meals when you go away? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I think they eat more fast food than I'll ever eat in my life. <laughs> Eileen, this is such a thrill to talk to you. You know, you well, did. Thanks. your group did train, your crew trained for an extra long time. And I know there must have been, uh, you have talked about the upside to that, that you worked really well as a team, that you really loved and respected each other. Was there a downside to the fact that your mission took so much longer to actually take place? Well, patience was really the key word, but we had a lot of launch delays, but they were delays because we wanted to make sure that we were doing things right and the shuttle was safe and that we were going to have a good successful mission. So we, I was actually glad that we had the delays when we did, but 
we needed to be patient. Our crew got along great. There were challenges and how much training do we need to do and, you know, what, how much time do we need to spend on certain events. But we all work together. I listen to my crew and I take what they have to say to heart. And I, I think we got along really well. Yeah, because I mean, we, we think a lot about that here at Satellite Sisters because we're five real sisters, and if we had to spend that much time together, Eileen, I'm not sure takeoff launch would <laughs> ever actually happen. Yeah, well, we're going to have to say goodbye here with you know our crew. We're going to split up and go off and do different jobs, and I know I'm going to miss these folks. And you can always think, you know, when you have trouble, families getting along, think about you know getting along without them. So that kind of puts things into perspective, and that's the way I thought about my crew. I could not have done this mission without them. You know, mm. one of the things you had to perform in space, we marveled at down here on the ground. That was the basically the parallel parking up there. You had to do that upside down turn with, <laughs> with the space shuttle. Are you a fantastic driver? Yeah. At home? Well, well, now this <laughs> this maneuver was the first time we ever did the rendezvous pitch around maneuver. We call it the RPM rendezvous pitch around maneuver, and we flipped around the shuttle so the space station crew could take pictures of our tiles to make sure there was no damage. But what happened was the evening news sped up this. It was about one degree per second. They sped it up about seven times, so it looked like it was much, much faster on TV than it really was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So the, these uh, people got to be a little more honest, but it did It did make for a good view. <laughs> it did. It really looked like Michael Schumacher behind the wheel of the space shuttle <laughs> there. pretty fancy flying. <laughs> well, yes. Colonel Eileen Collins is... Um, Sort of a hero to working mothers everywhere, wouldn't That's right. That? She's a mother of two. She's a wife. And, oh, yeah, she was the first commander of the space shuttle. She was on the flight Discovery this summer. That was so dramatic and did such a fantastic job to bring the space shuttle program back. Eileen, we are thrilled to have you at Satellite Sisters. Well, thank you. You know, one thing, reading your bio, I was struck by the fact that it really takes a long time to become an astronaut. I well, mean, I always tell people, to tell students that I started training in kindergarten to be an astronaut. How? Well, when you learn how to use scissors and tape, which is something that we use in orbit. Sadly, and on this mission, yes. <laughs> we learn how to get along with other people when we're very young, and it's very important for astronauts to get along with each other because we are in a very closed area up in space together. Yeah. You know, Are you one of those kids that always want to be an astronaut, though? Because that seems to be the rule with astronauts. It's not something you fall into. Well, it, it was in fourth grade when I decided that I wanted to be in the space program. But back in those days, only men were astronauts. And it wasn't until 1978 when NASA selected their first shuttle astronauts, there were six women in the class. I was a senior in college, and that's when I decided that was what I was going to do. Eileen, this is Sheila. I've been a teacher all my life. I just was curious, in fourth grade, what happened to you that you decided you wanted to be in the space program. Was there a teacher or an well, event? Well, I was, I was reading a magazine called Junior Scholastic, and it was about the article was about the Gemini program, which they were working towards landing a man on the moon, and the article was pro and con, should we spend money on the space program? And even as an eight- or nine-year-old, I just couldn't understand why anybody would not want to invest in the space program. It made sense to me to go out and explore and learn about space and find out what was out there. What is the physical training like... I mean, how hard is it? How Do you have to work out every single day? Well, we work out about three times a week. We have, you know, trainers at the gym. They give us exercises. They're kind of based on, you know, each individual astronaut, and especially the ones that do spacewalks have to work very hard on their on their hands and their upper body strength. But we also have to be in, in good shape to fly. We fly the T-38. It's a jet aircraft. We fly the shuttle training aircraft, which simulates the shuttle on entry, and we also do emergency escape training. If the shuttle ever had a crash landing, you would have to 
get yourself out with this 40-pound suit that you're wearing and a helmet. So we have to be in very good shape. Mm, that. That's a lot of Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Eileen, this is Monica. I have a question. How do you train to overcome motion sickness? Well, yeah, there's actually things that you can do. We have the jet aircraft, and many of us are military pilots before we become astronauts, so we're in pretty good shape there, but not every astronaut is. So we all fly the T-38. We go out and do acrobatics. We do... You know, pushover maneuvers. We do high G maneuvers, loops and so rolls. So, Monica, and that's that what you need thing. to do if you want to get over. Here. Just go out yeah. and do some high G uh, maneuvers. Yeah, I have like a forty-year history of car sickness, so uh, <laughs> I'm taking notes right now. What I need to do. Our guest is Commander Eileen Collins. She is one of our first on satellite sisters. She was, of course, the first woman pilot of a space shuttle and the first woman commander. Eileen, we were talking the sisters amongst ourselves, and we discovered as a group we would be the worst astronauts in the history of the space program. Monica, motion sickness. I am extremely claustrophobic. So obviously you have no claustrophobia or any hang-ups there, right? Well, when we apply to be an astronaut, if you come to interview, they do a claustrophobia test. Oh, what's the test? Well, there's a small, there's a ball, an inflatable ball. They put you in there. You get the blood pressure cuff. You've got the little sweat detectors. You've got a heart rate monitor. You have to stay in this ball for 30 minutes, with, and you have oh. to pass the t- physiological part of the test. Oh, I'm getting I'm I know. getting dizzy just even imagining <laughs> the test, Eileen. Well, most of us just fell asleep. <laughs> really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's... and then there's the fear of flying. I mean, I'm <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> Chances are someone with fear of flying wouldn't have become a pilot in the yeah. first place. Though, I mean, right? Eileen, is there anything you're afraid of? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to well, answer no, I that. Was, I was actually going to say that, you know, flying is actually very safe. It's much safer than driving a car. So, you know, I'm I'm actually a fly quite a bit commercially as well as in, in the jet aircraft we have. So I'm... Uh, my mother's afraid of flying, and I'm always trying to talk her out of it, but get her to come down and visit me more often. Uh, you know, you were one of the first, were you the first astronaut in the new joint Russian-American space program? Well, actually, the first, what, the STS-63 was back in 1995. That was the first mission where a space shuttle rendezvoused with the space station Mir, and that was the, the Russia's old uh, space station, which is not on orbit anymore. And yeah, we, we think of it as just the big tin can in the sky, actually, <laughs> no. Eileen. So going there sounds scary. Oh, yeah. We did We did a rendezvous. We had a test flight. We tested the communication and the navigation, the flight control system, and it was a very successful flight. We were the first Americans to see the Mir space station, although we did not dock. The flight after us docked and actually went on board. But that was the start of the space station era. Oh, I was wondering if you spoke Russian. I actually have taken uh, quite a bit of Russian, but I haven't used it in the past four or five years, so I'm not going to try. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. Our sister Julie tries. It's it's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> it's good to try. You know, one of the most moving comments I heard you make um, after you landed the discovery this summer was about the state of the earth that you observed when you were in outer space, just the fragility of the environment and what a powerful impact that had on you. That's true. The Earth is so beautiful from space. You'd really, I like looking at stars, but the Earth is so compelling. It's so beautiful. The white clouds, the blue ocean, the the you know beautiful coral reefs and the atolls and the deserts. Deserts just really stand out. Specifically, the Sahara Desert, the Middle East, Australia, just very beautiful. We we also saw sandstorms. We saw fires. We saw uh, very. You can see the very thin atmosphere described like an eggshell on an egg. It is so thin, and you can see that when the sun rises and sets on the can Earth's horizon. Can you see where it's thinner? 
like well, holes the, in the ozone, things like that? Can you know, you actually cannot see holes in the ozone. Um, we're, even if you could see that with a human eye, we're not high enough. Mm-hmm. But you can see the atmosphere itself because the, the sunlight is reflecting in it. But the atmosphere is in many layers. The, the breathable layer is very, very low, but it extends extends out. And when we re-enter with the shuttle, we go through this atmosphere, we heat up. The outside of the shuttle heats up to about 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, which is why we have the tiles to protect us from right. mm-hmm. uh, burning up on re-entry. And the atmosphere gets thicker as you get lower, and you start feeling the gravity when you get very, very close to the Earth's surface. We're only about 200 250 miles above the Earth's surface, so we're not that high up, but we're still in space. Mm-hmm. That is, moment of re-entry for you on this flight must have been particularly stressful and emotional. Well, you know, we thought about our friends that flew back on Columbia two and a half years ago. They didn't make it, and, you know, they didn't have any idea there was anything wrong with their spacecraft. We knew, because we had done the inspection, that we were going to be safe, so I didn't have any fear in that area, but... On the other hand, you know, we couldn't help but think about our friends on Columbia, and it is still very sad in in my mind, and I miss them very much. But we're going to continue their mission. We're going to keep the shuttle flying and build the space station and then, you know, reach out back to the moon and Mars, and we're going to do that in their name. Well, I was so happy that you ended up landing at Edwards because I live in Santa Monica, California, so I'd set my alarm super early to get up and listen to it on the radio or watch it on TV. And then, of course, I had fallen back to sleep. And then (laughs) you let off that double boom as you come through the atmosphere. And so it woke me right back up. I got to watch the whole thing on TV. It was fantastic, Colonel Collins. Yeah, we, we have the shockwave come off the nose and the wings, and that's the double boom that you hear. And, and we pretty much flew around Los Angeles and, and made a little circle there and landed at Edwards Air Force Base, which is where the Air Force Flight Test Center is. You know, we have one more question. Of course, we wanted to ask about weightlessness. It must be fantastic. <laughs> I've uh, been waiting for that question. I know. What is it like? Is it fantastic? You know, it really is. It's so easy to move around in space. You just All you need is to use your fingertips to move around. Um, I would say, you know, for older people that have trouble getting out of their chair, getting out of their car, it would be just effortless in space (laughs) for older people to live up there. And but even for younger people, it's you know, I talk about, you know, your you get this fluid shift, the wrinkles in your face go away and your legs get skinnier and your hair just. Wow, that's a perfect state of being. (laughs) Yeah. You you know, you don't need to, you know, really taking care of yourself in space, like washing your hair. It's very easy. And, you know, sleeping is very easy. So you can really focus more on working rather than taking care of yourself. And, Uh, you know, being in space, it's it's a great human experience, and it really is a lot of fun just being in the microgravity. Okay, sisters, let's go. Let's go to space. I'm going to microgravity. I don't know what it is or where it is, but I'm going. Well, Colonel Eileen Collins, thank you so much for being here. It has been really an honor and a pleasure. Continued good work. You know, keep doing what you're doing out there. (laughs) Well, thanks. It was fun talking to you. Thanks for listening. You're the best. For more You're the Best Encore interviews or Satellite Sisters podcasts, Go to SatelliteSisters.com or iTunes. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite Sister.